this multi-generational team here sitting in front of you. Um, they are going to walk us through uh, an ancient practice called Lectio Divina. And what that means is God is going to speak. <laughs> and we believe that his word, the Bible, is alive and powerful. And that as we just take a moment to meditate on his word, that he will, in fact, speak to each and every one of us. So the way this works is we're going to read a passage of scripture and we're going to read it three times really slowly, like painfully slowly. <laughs> because we're so used to everything going fast, right? But we're gonna slow things down. We're gonna listen to the scripture the first time and just, just allow the scripture to just wash over you. Just, just take it in. And then we're gonna pause a moment and then we're gonna read it a second time. And, and as it's read the second time, I believe that the Lord will cause a word or a phrase to just pop out at you. It's just going to stick out to you and you're going to just go, oh, and then we're going to pause and we might even give uh, one or two of you a chance to just say what word or phrase it was. And then we'll read it a third time. And after that, we're just going to ask the Lord, what are you saying to me? And what would you have me to do? And so we're going to do this several times uh, just to to practice, to practice making time for the Lord to speak to us through his word. The Lord is good and his word is true. We just open ourselves up to you, Jesus. Our first, our first passage, go ahead. Tell them where it's at, Nancy. Second Corinthians. Chapter 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. going to read, or the scripture is going to be read again, and this time, uh, just, just listen for that word or phrase that sticks out to you. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is, Lord, there is freedom. We call, we can all draw close to him, the veil removed from our faces. With no veil, we all become like mirrors who brighten reflect, who brightly reflects the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. There is glorious transfiguration that comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces, and with no veil we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. 
We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Does anyone want to share a word or a phrase? Just a word or a phrase that jumped out at you. Yeah. Transfigured into his image. Yeah. Where he is. Where he is. Yes. Freedom. Yeah. Go ahead. Mirrors. And yeah. Brightly. I like it. All right. I think let's, let's listen to this passage one more time. And that word or phrase that stood out to you uh, as it's read this final time. Let's, let's just see what the Lord wants to say to each of us. Go ahead. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. asking the question what what are you saying to me lord and maybe asking what what do you want from me how can i respond to you we have susan and deborah that have mics and if you would like to share a little more about something that the Lord has spoken to you, we would we'd love to give you a chance to, to share. Yeah, Wanda up here. And it's good if we can wait on the mic so everybody can hear. Appreciate it. The Lord said to me, remove your veil and be the daughter that I made you to be. Repeat it, Wanda. Remove the veil so that you can be the daughter he created you to be. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm. What I heard him say was, as I remove the veil, you will be transformed into my image as you allow me to move in you. Mm. What a promise. Yeah, Jaylee right here wants to share. Um, to me, too often, I put on a mask whenever I'm around people because I want to appear a certain way to them to be accepted. And Jesus is saying that we have to remove the veil. He wants us to go to him without the mask. He wants to accept us as we are. It's hmm. good, Jamie. I love this practice because in a room like this, 
so many different words and phrases stood out to different people in different ways. And the same two verses that we all listen to, the Lord spoke to you individually and personally. And so maybe, maybe this is the first time you've tried this. Can I just tell you, your father wants to speak to you personally. He loves you. <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to go to our second passage. It's a little bit longer this time. Romans chapter 8. Kind of getting your feet wet. You're seeing how it works. <laughs> and remember, we're going to pause after each reading. We're, we're going slow. Going slow. Go ahead, Stephanie. For the sense and the reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Now Christ lives His life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving Spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's Spirit of resurrection lives in you, He will also raise your dying body to life by the same Spirit that breathes life into you. Just taking that in. We're going to hear it again. And this time we are, uh, we're just listening for that word or phrase where the Spirit of God is, is turning our focus to. Listening for that word or that phrase that jumps out at us. Go ahead. For the sense and the reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Now Christ lives His life in you, and even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, His life-giving Spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life, and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. Anybody have a word or a phrase? And I, this one, I think you can just holler it out. Just a word or a phrase. Yeah. God's Spirit lives in me.
Anybody else? Dorinda? Fully accepted. Eternal life. Yes. Anointed. Spirit of Christ empowers. Empower was the word for me. Deborah. Obedience. Obedience. Wendy. Resurrection. going to listen to this passage again and you kind of have that word or that phrase and just listen to what the Lord is saying for the sense and reason of the flesh is death but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace in fact the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of him. Now Christ lives his life in you, and even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life, and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, He will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. are ready with microphones who would like to to share right here yeah Susan's coming with a mic <laughs> I like the phrase join to the spirit of the anointed one because it reminds me of the branches in the vine oh. with our Christ yes a good question. Just for clarity, the first passage was 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, and this passage is Romans 8, 6 through 11. Thank you, Zaya. Yeah, go ahead. I heard the Lord say, set your mind on me and your flesh will follow. (laughs) That's good. for sharing. I can't wait to feel empowered to follow the Holy Spirit or to look for Him. It is when my mind is set on Him that I'm filled with peace and I am empowered. That is how I walk in the Spirit. It's a good word, Chana. It's hard to wait, but that way everybody can hear. Just being intentional. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, being intentional and 
and this has kind of been rolling over and over in my head today as things came across and we spoke. And for me, I think it's being more intentional in my praise, in my reading, in my behavior. And, you know, I've lived my whole life being told that everything that we do, you know, we want to be setting an example and shining that light of Christ. And I've been so wrapped up in my own personal things that I've kind of forgotten that. So I think I need to get back to being intentional. It's good. And that's similar to setting your mind. Being intentional. Yeah, it's good. Yes. Go ahead, Chris. I have the most powerful force living in me, which is the Holy Spirit. And so um, I have that force to um, overcome and have self-control. Yes. Amen. Amen. Recognizing who is in fact living inside of me. Just to go along with her, my word was dominated. If I am completely dominated by the Holy Spirit, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Amen. <laughs> that's, that's good. faithfulness to speak to your children. We're going to go to Ephesians 1 verses 11 through 14. Ephesians 1 11 through 14. And this first time through, we're just kind of letting it wash over us. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny, that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to long for the messianic hope, would be the first to believe in the anointed one and bring great praise and glory to God. And because of him, when you who are not Jews heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He is given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance, which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. I know you're getting a little bit more used to it and feeling the rhythm. We're going to read it again. And as we do, we're just asking that the Lord give you a word or a phrase, something that just jumps out off the page to you as you listen this time. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. God's purpose was that we Jews 
who were the first to long for the messianic hope would be the first to believe in the anointed one and bring great praise and glory to God. And because of him, when you who are not Jews heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He is given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance, which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. Anybody want to share your word or your phrase? Yeah. Claimed by God. Yeah. Yes. Claimed and stamped. Yes. And right here. Yeah. Stamped. Yes. Yes. given to us like an engagement ring. Yes. Before we were born. Hmm. I am sealed. Hope promise of a future inheritance. Hope promise of future inheritance, yeah. stamped yeah yeah Tina yes destiny Supreme glory. I love this. <laughs> love hearing how the Lord just points us in different directions. We're going to hear it again. And as we've done, we're just uh, asking Holy Spirit. He's pointed us in a direction. Now we're just asking him to say what he wants to say to us. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to long for the messianic hope, would be the first to believe in the anointed one and bring great praise and glory to God. And because of him, when you who are not Jews heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He has given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us 
until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. I'll come to Tina. Close. I feel that he's saying all glory belongs to God. Yes and amen. Anybody else? Yes. You believed, now believe again. was first installment and it blows my mind to think that this is just the first installment man yeah she's coming to you on the screen there was a part that said as a bride the engagement ring was given as a bride yeah that's like wow as a bride yeah. so it is a promise and also the, the joined and the claimed in the, the bef before we were born so that tells me like everything in my past it's all been for a purpose for today for this time in my life hmm. the contrast that is happening to me from then to now is all for the glory of God destiny that God's going to fulfill. Yeah. He's going to fulfill it. We have a, pur a purpose and he's going to do it. God's own inheritance so it's not just promises for us that something we're getting he's looking forward to receiving us I love it when he turns the tables like that <laughs> mm. he's excited about you yeah claimed us like Chana was wanting everybody to claim their gifts. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Woohoo! phrases and I just keep going back to this one part uh, where it says through our union with Christ we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance um, but my little side note says the Greek construction of this phrase can mean that God appointed us 
to be his inheritance. Appointed. Means he he chose it and he did it on purpose. (laughs) It's good. I was uh, contemplating inheritance. Um, What struck me is it's not something that we can earn or deserve. It's something that's freely given because the giver wants us to have it. And there's nothing you can do about it because they put your name there and it's yours whether you want it or not. I think that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Whether you want it or not. this exercise one more time we're uh, reading this time from Psalm 139 verses 13 through 16 as, it, as before we're just uh, first time just, just, just listening letting it pour over us go ahead for my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and mold them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is so marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in a secret place, carefully, Skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd even seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. we've done we're going to hear the scripture again and just look for that word or that phrase that comes off the page for you You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord, You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Does anyone want to share the word or phrase? Yes. Breathtaking. I don't know who said it. No, Susan. Okay. How thoroughly he knows you. Yes, Melinda. Formed us. Yes. Secret place. 
Yes. I have a good excuse to be complicated. It's good. Mysteriously complex. Yes. My, my days are recorded. All of them. Yes. Predestined. Predestined. something. Mm. <laughs> All right, we're going to hear the scripture again. And as we have done, innermost being, shaped my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about you, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in a secret place, carefully skillfully <clears throat> you shaped me for nothing to something you saw who you created me to be before i became a me before i'd even seen the light of day the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book didn't even have to ask that's good how thoroughly you know me Lord how thoroughly yeah. it's so good to be known the secret place is where he forms us yeah. and that's just where we're alone with God yeah. Yeah. everything you do is marvelously breathtaking how easily I can think that about my son but I won't believe it about myself when he says it to me saying it to you in this moment and receive it. Mm. So good. Thank you for sharing that. Mine is kind of like hers. Um, everything God does is marvelously breathtaking. You are marvelously breathtaking. the greatest love story of my life. Mm. <laughs> yes. And no zero chance of heartbreak.
God already saw every battle that we'd face. He saw every temptation that would cross our path, and He already saw how we would handle it. He already knew how our emotions would be affected day by day, and He was preparing. He He He's prepared to help us walk through it because He's already seen us walk through it. He knows the best way to comfort us. That's right. We just have to believe and trust in Him. finishing our time and Nancy has a word for us and I just wanted to encourage you you can do this by yourself just you and your father read his word read it a few times and just ask the questions and even in your car while you're waiting to pick up your kids or your Walmart pickup, <laughs> your father will meet you there and he will speak to you. Just like he's done today. Nancy, share with us what the, what the Lord said to you. God took all these pieces and parts and formed us in his image. Then he put in us an eternal spirit. We were born, we were given life with an earthly birthright, an earthly destiny. But then Father God asked Jesus if he would be willing to go and be the bridegroom and make us his bride. It would cost him greatly, even separation from his father for a while. And Jesus was willing. Then Jesus introduced himself to us. We walked the aisle of willingness and said, I do, to our bridegroom, Jesus. He gave us a new birthright, the right to a heavenly destiny. One day, our bridegroom is coming back to get us. I would urge you, if you have not walked the aisle of willingness, and said, I do, to Jesus the bridegroom, to do so. He has paid for the whole ceremony. This is the right time to meet him at the altar and become his bride. That is a word from the Lord for us. And so I just want to give that moment. If you want to respond and walk, down the aisle of willingness to say I do to Jesus, the bridegroom, this is the moment. And I know lights are on, we're all here, but Jesus is the one that you're walking to meet. <laughs> and like was said, it's the greatest love story. He is waiting for you. <laughs> he is calling you by name. If you want to respond, this is the moment. Thank you, Jesus for your love. Thank you for your word. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Amen. Vic and Susan. I feel prompted to say this to all of you. When I was talking about the effort you put in, you just did. 
being intentional, whoever said it. It's not carving out hours a day to spend in a closet somewhere. If you can do that, bless you. But it is while you're sitting, waiting on your kids, waiting on Walmart. How much sitting and waiting we do, wait for the light to change. It's being quiet. It's practicing what you practiced with Marty this morning. It's being intentional about noticing your breath. Breathing makes you aware it's your breath in our lungs. It's when you vacuum your floor and you're going, Jesus, vacuum the crud out of my heart. It's when you wash the dishes and say, God, there's a real stuck place here. Somebody didn't soak these things last night. Isn't it amazing when we soak that stuff, how easily it cleans up? See how practical this is? Every practical thing you do from the day you, morning you wake up, moment that your feet hit the floor, until you lay down at night, there is an opportunity to fix your mind on God. Put a spiritual principle to every practical thing you do. Through the scripture, through talking to God, to being with your friends. That is the only effort God needs you to give. All the rest is his work and he is faithful to complete it.